What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. Today, we are talking about God of War 2018 release, developed by Santa Monica Studio, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Caleb. Chris. How much of a fan of God of War are you? Uh, you know, I'm actually a pretty big fan of God of War. I love a lot of mythologies, mm-hmm. um, all, like a lot of them. Uh, and of course, like I, I can never remember if as a kid, because you know, like at least here, um, there's a point here where you learn a lot about uh, mythologies and stuff like that, right? Right. And I can never remember if Egyptian or Greek was the first one that I was exposed to, but those are like the two main ones that we learn in like primary school. Mm -hmm. And I was never that big into Egyptian mythology. Um, It just like at the end of the day, there are a lot of fucking similarities Mm -hmm. between all of these, all of these cultures, Mm -hmm. right? The stories that they tell um, the events that happened, all that shit. Right. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There, there was something about like, half man half animal creatures being gods that just kind of like it threw me and I, I just didn't care for it as much um even though like again there's there's a lot of similarities right like oh you have Ra the god of the sun and that's Apollo and and shit like that right mm-hmm. um so but I just I I gravitated more towards Greek mythology so when the original god of war came out um i didn't actually play it right away because i didn't own a playstation at the time yeah like it it took me a couple of years to get a a playstation and have the ability to play these games Mm -hmm. right but when i did i was like holy shit this is actually kind of cool you know it's like a different little twist on it and um and everything and as the story continued on into the second one the third one the two like little handheld spin-offs that they did god i forgot about those yeah yeah um i just enjoyed the storyline more and more and more and more and more mm-hmm. like for me it wasn't so much the gameplay because the gameplay is very uh what do we call it just follow this path type deal very linear yeah thank you you're welcome um where you're you're just you run down the hallway you kill the monsters you collect the orbs you continue running down the hallway right very simple game loop yeah um and and like all of the games kind of stuck with that they didn't go into a more open world aspect Mm -hmm. until this one but like the combat was it was okay it, it was inventive. Like you have these long range short swords basically that are on change that you kind of like whip around into these crazy combos and stuff like that, which was fun. It was interesting. You're slicing and dicing and very brutal, very, very kind of bloody for the, for the time period, especially mm-hmm. um, very adult content, but mm-hmm. that was not what gravitated me towards this game. It was the storyline. Yeah. Um, to know the storyline of Kratos, which is the main character that you play and everything like that, and kind of see him progress through these, like, man, I fucking loved him. And when the third game ends, which is actually the fifth game of the series, I believe, you're just, like, I remember playing to that point, and I'll do a quick synopsis, because I know for all of you out there, Chris didn't play these games. Nope. 
Um, and he can explain why if he chooses to, but he didn't play these, these beginning five games. But when the end happens of the third game and it's, it's the end scene, my heart dropped because I was like, that's it. There are never going to be any more God of War games. Like, I don't know where they could possibly take this from here. Mm -hmm. So when they announced this one, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Not only are they jumping into like my second favorite mythology, but they are bringing him back. Like, holy fuck, they're continuing this. And to see like the weapon change, I was like, that's cool as fuck. Like to see that there's a little boy with him and like you could kind of tell from the the early trailers like that is his son but it's like at the same time like what the hell's going on here especially since if you know his original story you're like holy shit mm. you know like there's a lot to this just in this like i think it was like a fucking two minute teaser trailer that they released i i can't remember but it, it was it was brief and you're just like oh god <laughs> I got to go home and change my underwear. <laughs> like I got too excited. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Like that was it. Yeah. I blew my load. <laughs> I'm going home. Gross. Uh, and I, I like, that's the level of excitement that I felt because I love the God of war story. Mm -hmm. So I was over the moon excited for this game. Uh, the minute I could, I bought the collector's edition of it, got the cool little statue, which unfortunately broke on me. Oh, yeah. I was actually really upset about that. That's a bummer. There's a, um, in the scene, you have Kratos, he's swinging the ax and he's decapitating one of the, uh, Dural, I think is what they're called. The Druger. Druger. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and like, it has like this, like frost stream coming off of it where the head's flying off and everything like that, mm -hmm. that broke, it like snapped off. So the ax started to like pull away and droop down. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. And there was really like no way to fix it, you know? So I was just, I was like this for as much money as I spent on this, like, okay. But at the same time, like, man, that just yeah blows hard because i loved the statue i thought it was really cool it's with him and atreus and like they're fighting the drugar and it was it was a cool little statue mm -hmm. but like i i pre-ordered it immediately as soon as i could like i was lucky to get it but this was really before uh bot buying became like huge huge yeah it was around but it was only around for like the super big games and not that this wasn't a super big game, because it was, but still, I was able to get one. Um, yeah. I would ask, but uh, how, how about we explain your, your God of War experience, if you want to. I don't, don't want to push you into anything. I'm fine. But, uh, Chris, I, I know that you weren't the most excited about this game. Yeah. So when this game was announced, I was like, oh, they're making another one. I don't care because so I, I, I don't, the, the only way I can really say this is that I, I realized that my interests like were developing a lot faster than I thought they were. And certain things that most 
people were excited about, I didn't care about. Now, to go off of to to uh, go off of what you said earlier, you are right that in school, Greek and Egyptian mythology were the two primary ones that were talked about. Yeah, you know, there's no real course about Nordic. You know, no. or anything like that. Or Chinese or, exactly. or Native American. Well, we did do a little Native American here. Mm-hmm. We did a little Native American. Um, but like it wasn't I think that was the teacher's preference to let us know. We we learn about Native American culture and she chose to teach us a little bit about Native Americans the spirituality mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, cause it does play a huge part into their culture, of course, which yeah. is awesome. It's, it's very enriching, um, storytelling and, and a kind of environment and everything, but we're really only forced to learn Egyptian and Greek. Mm-hmm. And then when you get into high school, if the high school has it, you might be able to branch off into a different mythos, mm-hmm. but <sighs> yeah. It, it it just really depends on the school. It's not until we get to college that we can like, oh, hey, I can learn about all of these other different, you know, mythologies and everything like that. Fuck yeah. Exactly. Norse, I'm all over it. <laughs> exactly. So I was the opposite of you. I really got into Egyptian mythology. Oh, okay. Um, and, and, and I remember exactly what happened. They were like, this is Anubis. He is the god of the underworld, and he has the head of a jackal. And I went, that's my man right there. I will never forget his name. That's my dog. That's my dog. That's my dog. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're like, so yeah, so I got really into that. Greek mythology, I thought it was kind kind of cool but it it didn't captivate me the way yeah. the egyptian mythology did then growing up more and more learning about vikings learning about north mythology i was like oh that's kind of cool like odin can like throw thunder and rides a six or eight legged horse but like none of it really again really grabbed me so because I was never really into Greek mythology and they're an extension Norse mythology, my problem when the original game came out was I was like, well, this is all Greek mythology and I don't really care about it. It's like a, I would consider it like a hack and slash because you're right. There is like a lot of combos. It's an action adventure game. The, the original God of Wars. And I was, I was kind of more into RPGs at the time or shooters. So I wasn't really keen on playing something that, you had button combos and light and heavy attacks. And then I finally decided to play. And somebody told me that when you start the very first game, when you leave, you're on like, you're on a boat and you can leave a cabin. But if you go back in, there are two women and there is literally a sex mini game where if you do all these, you know, we call them quick time events. Now you do all these little quick time events. If you do it right, you like knock a vase over because you're rocking these women's world. And while everyone else around me was like, this is so cool and it's so awesome and it's so interesting, I 100% was like, this is stupid and unnecessary. And that's what I mean when I say that I like developed that part where unnecessary, explicit entertainment, I Mm. kind of was like, it's unnecessary and therefore I don't care. And another good example of that is the movie 300. When I went and saw the movie 300 for the very first time, all of my friends, all the people that I went with were like, holy crap, that sex scene was so cool. And I, and I was the one saying, but it was absolutely unnecessary. And it bothered me because yeah. 
If it doesn't need to be there, don't put it in there. So I had a bad taste in my mouth for these games right from the start. I never beat a single one of them. I know I dabbled in one. I'm pretty sure I dabbled in three a little bit, but literally aside from, I mean, I got pretty far. Well, I guess I'll let you be the judge of how far I got. I don't know how well you remember that first Lord of the uh, Lord of the Rings, God of War game. Pretty well. Um, I know it was, uh, um, I don't know why it was just like a, it was an it experience. Just sticks. Yeah. It happens. It, it, um, I was just like, holy shit. Do you or do you not at some point cut off a Medusa's head and you can carry it around and use it? Uh, yeah. Okay. I believe that's the first one. I know I got to that point, but literally I remember nothing else about this game. And so it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I didn't feel any way about it, um, at least in a, in a positive light. While I did not enjoy it, I didn't hate it. I understood. I was like, of course, this is going to make money. And it's got this really badass protagonist who, again, is I was I'm not connecting with him. I don't I don't agree with what he stands for. I don't agree yeah. with what he's doing. Yeah. So I don't care about the person. I don't care about the journey. I don't care about the gameplay. So there was nothing there. But I didn't think it was there a, was nothing pulling you forward right. through it. But it wasn't Biomutant. Right. I mean, it wasn't just a crappy game. I was like, this is just a game that's not for me. Yeah. Resident Evil is a great example of that. I know Resident Evil games are wonderfully told, beautifully made, perfect examples of survival horror games. I just don't care. So God of War to me was the same. So when this was announced, same thing. I was like, I'm not going to care because I don't care about this person. I don't care about what he's doing and going through. Oh, and now there's Norse mythology instead of Greek mythology, a mythology I care even less about. There's nothing here. There's nothing here for me. That's funny. And that's just the way that it is. Yeah. And I, it's it's the same. I 100% understand it's the same as if somebody looking at something like Ghost of Tsushima, right? I love samurai culture. I love samurai history. I think it's really interesting. But for somebody who's not into that, they're not going to want to play Ghost. And that's okay. It doesn't mean it's a bad game. Or if you look at something. It's a terrible game. Yeah, right. Come on. Um. But yeah, so that was my whole hesitation. But with the release of Ragnarok, you suggested I get it. It was like 20 bucks on PlayStation. And I played through the majority of it. You and I were talking before we started recording about it. And I basically got to about like 10 minutes to the end. I was about to say, he, he's, he's pretty close to the end. Yeah. And there's just there was just a family emergency that I had to take care of, which dipped into the time of taking care of it. So whatever. Whatever. But I, I don't, I don't, A, I don't feel like I'm missing out by not completing it because I still feel the same now um as i did before playing it but and that's i gotta i gotta be honest with you man like for me that's almost a little devastating to hear yeah and i will talk about it more um but back to your first point Mm -hmm. right like unneeded is in the eye of the beholder okay right right um like i look back on that because i remember that i remember like this was at the time period of like you start a mission, you want to find hidden collectibles, mm-hmm. run backwards. Right. 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 So I ran back on the ship and I started this mini game and I was like, holy shit. And I, I thought it was funny and, enter- and entertaining and everything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, then I just continued playing the game. I thought nothing more of it at the time. As I played more and more through the games though, I realized that what seemed like an insignificant moment actually told me quite a bit about the character of Kratos, Mm -hmm. right? Who he is as a man. And then you learn 
why he's that way as a man. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was just like, oh shit. So even though the developers may have put it in there originally, they could have, I don't know. I I wasn't on the development floor when they decided to do this. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But like they put it in there as just some kind of like, haha, let's put in a sex mini game. Right. Mm -hmm. It actually told me a lot more about that character right off the bat than you really get to know. Right. Because in a game like this at the time period, you got to be very selective about your character development and how you push that character development. Right. Yeah. So with that, like, let, let me get into like just the the prequel and I'll, I'll give the, you know, the dime store version of this. Right. right? You have Kratos. Uh, he sails into Athens, who is currently being under siege by Ares, the god of war. Ares is a gigantic motherfucker who is just ripping this fucking city apart. Athena basically pleads with Kratos to save her city. Right. Mm -hmm. So you run in and you go to save her city. You work your way to Ares and Ares is like, what the fuck are you going to do? And he kills you. You go to Hades, you know, Mm -hmm. and so then you fight your way out of Hades. And as you're doing so, find out that in order to beat um, Ares, you have to get receive the power of the gods, which is trapped inside of Pandora's box, right? Mm -hmm. Pandora's box is currently on the back of Kronos, who is actually a Titan. He is the Titan of time. And he is destined to forever wander the deserts carrying this giant temple on his back. So you go and find Kronos, you climb up him, you get into the temple, you get uh, the powers of a god from Pandora's box, you return, you fight Ares. Along this journey, you find out the reason why. You are a Spartan warrior. You were the commander of the Spartans for your little Spartan village. And you were on death's doorstep. You were about to be slain. And you pray to Ares for the power to overcome your enemy. And Ares shows up and goes, okay, I'll give you the tools required to succeed in battle. But you are basically my champion. And you will maintain my champion for as long as you basically need to be. And you make that agreement. And so Ares then gifts you with the Blades of Chaos, which are these two short swords that are attached to you with chains. And they are literally attached to you. They are seared into your flesh. Mm -hmm. Um, And this gives you the power to win multiple battles. Um, As you come upon like what's basically like your last battle, Ares realizes like he's about to lose his champion and he doesn't want to. So he decides to manipulate the perspective, I guess is the best way to put it. And you end up slaying what you believe to be enemy combatants just to have the illusion fade and find that you have slayed your entire village, including your wife and child. And as you lay there clutching them, a witch, I guess is I, I guess is what you can call her. Sure. Um, basically curses you, 
and tells you that you will forever carry the ashes of your loved ones on your body. And hence you become the ghost of Sparta because their ashes bleach your skin white, Mm -hmm. except for this red tattoo that comes up your chest and around your head and like partially in your face or whatever. (laughs) Um, And like, that's what happens. And so like you become the enemy of Ares and which is why you want to kill him because he fucking basically tricked you into murdering your loved ones, Mm -hmm. right? The two people you were most excited about going and seeing, which is why I state like that opening scene about how he just kind of like fucked them and then threw them away. Didn't give a shit about them or anything like that. It's kind of a recurring theme in it. It's because his heart's already dead. It died with those two girls, like his wife and his daughter. Mm -hmm. Like they're, he has no love for anyone or anything. He his sole purpose in this game is revenge. Mm-hmm. He gives zero fucks about anything. And he really does. And you see it through other little like sentences and the way that he does things, people pleading for his life, and he's like literally kicking them in the face because it's like, fuck you, you're dragging me down. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't give two shits about you. I have a purpose and it's not to save you he is not a hero mm-hmm. by any means no in any of these games he is not a hero it is a very very selfish personality um which just makes the game really it adds to the game and the reasoning behind it but you get the power you go back you kill Ares. well they need a god of war like you cannot not have a god of war yeah Right. Mm -hmm. So Kratos becomes the new God of War in the second game. You find out basically you're the son of Zeus. Um, He's manipulated this whole situation because it's Zeus because it's Zeus. Um, You kind of get pissed off and you realize like the gods give zero fucks about anyone or anything. They just solely care about themselves. And because of that is what caused the trauma in your life. Mm -hmm. So Zeus tries to kill you. You kind of escape Um, with the help of Athena. Again, you are able to like fight your way back through. You kill a couple of Titans. You kill a couple of gods. You get back up to Mount Olympus. Zeus kills you. You go to Hades. You fight your way out of Hades. That's when you come across Gaia who's another Titan. She's actually the Titan that raises Zeus. She tells you, you're never going to be able to defeat Zeus without this blade. Go and get this blade. So then you go and get the blade. Zeus takes it from you and like fucks you up with it. Right? Like, so you come back again. Like you, you can't keep this motherfucker down. (laughs) Um, as you join up with the Titans to defeat the gods, the Titans kind of betray you. So you just end up killing fucking everyone. Titans, all the Titans, all the gods, everyone. And as you do so, you throw the world into chaos. 
So like in, in God of War 3, one of the first gods that you defeat is Poseidon. Mm-hmm. And once you defeat him, literally the lands flood. Mm-hmm. The oceans overfill and start flooding and destroying villages and people and all this other stuff. And as you kill like these major gods, Apollo, you know, Athena herself, all, all these gods, right? These sh- this the world starts getting thrown more and more and more into chaos. And Zeus is even tries to like plea with you of like, if you kill me, you have destroyed this entire world. There is no saving it. There is no bringing it back. You've literally killed everyone. And Kratos is like, good. <laughs> and he fucking kills Zeus. And you're the end credits of God of War three is literally you sitting on Olympus, staring out over the world that used to be as tornadoes, thunderstorms, tsunamis, all this just fucking wrecks havoc on the world and the game ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's it. Like you've literally just gone through and killed the entire pantheon of greek mythology from like titans to the gods to demigods like you you kill hercules in one of the the handheld games Mm. and and shit like that right and like you take things from them so like when you kill hermes you take his boots of speed and shit like that and it helps you um when you kill hercules he's got like these iron fist cuffs Mm -hmm. or you know brass or whatever fist cuffs that when you like punch stuff, it hits it with the strength of Hercules um, and shit like that. So like you're taking parts off of these people. Uh, uh, Apollo gives you like this, the ability to basically cast a beam as hot as the sun. So you take his head so you can do that. Like it's some crazy shit. Like you're harvesting the gods to steal kind of bits of their power. Mm -hmm. Right. But you know, like, this is how I defeat the gods. This is how I kill Zeus because Zeus even tells you like your family needed to die in order for you to reach your potential and become the God of war. And you're like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Old man? (laughs) Like it's some fucked up shit. Like he's not on a rampage. That's unjustified. It's a hundred percent justified, but it's motivated by his own selfish selfishness. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, so it, it was just kind of like this really compelling story through that. So, like, I was very interested in how they continued that on. Mm-hmm. Right. Because here's a guy who, like, literally, he's killed everybody. He's killed his brothers. He's killed his sisters. He's killed, you know, like, he killed his father. Mm-hmm. Like, he killed everybody, including his wife and child. And he's just sitting there watching the world burn. Like legitimately sitting there watching the world burn. And like the game ends. And then all of a sudden he's in North mythology. Like what the fuck happened? Yeah. Like <laughs> where did we go here? So like just a brief recap on like what actually happened up until the point of this game. Because mm-hmm. it is a continuation of that story. Now do you need to go back and play the first five games, Chris? Mm-hmm. You didn't play really the first five games. Do you feel like you need to? No. I 100%. I mean, if you even heard of God of War, you know what the chains are. And that is, is that is the one thing I iconic weapons in gaming. Yeah. And that is one thing I would say that is basically the holdover because even with my bare exposure to the first three games, and I know I didn't even do anything on any handheld. Yeah. Um, 
But based on my experience with all that, like I still knew enough. Like I knew that he was white because of the ashes of his family. I knew that he started his rampage because his family was killed. Like I knew what the chains were. I knew that it was all Greek mythology. Um, so I knew enough to get in, but like there's no real connection point to the those original games. So even not knowing anything more than there's- that there's bits and we'll get into that as we get into the game. But I think there's bits in it that explain the reason why he does certain things throughout this game that come from the previous games. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like if you think back on it, like you, you've, you've played through a majority of it, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing some of the things that he says to Atreus or he does with Atreus and thinking back on what happened in the first five games, it's like, Oh, Okay. I get it now. Mm -hmm. Like I understand why he would think this way, why he would act this way, why he would behave this way, but not having played any of those, even then, like you can get a grasp of who his character is just playing this game. Absolutely. So there is that at least they did a great job of doing that. Like it is a standalone standalone title. Absolutely. Though it feels like a reboot. That's not a reboot. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, well, with gonna, that, do you want to get in the game? I was going to say, let's get a spoiler warning, and why don't you do this plot summary this time? Bloop. Boop. Bloop. Boop. Hey, guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. All right. So, uh, basically, you start off the game, and you are chopping down a tree. You see this golden handprint on a tree, and you are chopping it down. And you are with this boy who you quickly identify as your son. um, And you haul the tree back to your house. And you find out that his mother, your wife, died. And you are cutting down the trees that she identified for her funeral pyre. Um, So you go back to your house and you put the tree down. You light the pyre. You collect the ashes. And you basically go out to test your son because you find out that her last wish was for you to spread her ashes on the tallest mountain. In, right? the, in the realms. In the realms. In all the realms. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are concerned that your son may not be ready for the journey. There's mention of a sickness. Yeah. That he's feeling better and hasn't had hasn't been ill or had an episode in a while or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you're like concerned. So you take him out hunting, uh, during the hunt, he, he makes a couple of mistakes. You correct him kind of in a very harsh way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you come across a frost troll, right? And you guys end up fighting the frost troll. And at the end of the battle with the frost troll, you basically tell him he's not ready. We're going back home. You're not ready. Mm -hmm. Right. He gets super pissed. Um, And you kind of feel like there's always been a divide between him and his son. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you make it back to your hut. You go inside. And you try to, like, mend that a little bit and explain to him, like, what your concerns are and everything. And then while you're having that conversation, somebody knocks on the door. And he's like, I know you're in there. Come the fuck out. Face me. You go out and you find this man. You basically tell him, you're lost. Go the fuck away. Yeah. And the man persists. And he ends up punching Kratos. 
And so you end up having a brawl with him. And like after you basically like whoop his ass, he heals all of his wounds. Mm -hmm. So then you have the brawl again and he heals all of his wounds. Then you have the brawl again. Oh, so obnoxious. Yeah. This is this is a moment where the rule of three was not needed. No, no, I I really, really don't think it was. I um this is this is the only time in this game where I'm like, dude, this is a little tedious type deal. Like it's a cool fight, but it's fuck, it goes on way too long. It was it just me or did it seem very like Dragon Ball Z esque? It's like I'm throwing to throw you into this rock and the rock is gonna shatter. We're mm-hmm. gonna punch each other up a hundred feet into the air and fight in the air as we're falling to the ground. Like, and I think it was designed that way to make it feel like right off the bat, this is two gods fighting. Clashing, yeah. Yeah. And I will say, like, in comparison to the older games where you are fighting another god as a god, um, well, I guess in the other games, you're not a god. Mm. But, like, when you're fighting the other gods, like, it, it doesn't feel this epic. <laughs> so it does. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. It does feel a little DBZ-esque. <laughs> In that, but you end up like snapping his neck, throwing him down a cliff, yeah, and then going back to your house, which he like you're you're trying to hide the fact that your son's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a point where like during the fight you break through the roof of your house, and he's like, "Why are there two beds in there?" Yeah, and you get like super pissed, and uh, you basically tell your son whether you're ready or not, we have to go. Mm. It's time to make this journey. So you start heading out on the journey. And when you uh, head out on the journey, like you go down this little path and you go through some some little cavern um, and you end up at some runes that you have to fight your way through. And that's when you kind of like start meeting more various enemies, because mm-hmm. when you go hunting with him, you meet the Drugar mm-hmm. and you come across the Frost Troll. But then you start meeting like witch doctor type things yeah. and and shit like that, and uh, you come upon the first dwarf and I can't remember his name. Uh, Brock. Brock. Yeah. Brock gonna, and Sindri. I was gonna That's say it. Bork. Bork. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm but pretty sure the O and the R are reversed. You come across Brock. Brock tells you like, oh, I'm trying to make it over here, but these damn fucking things are over here, and they probably want to eat my fucking little dwarven face little little blue ass uh he's he's blue that's that's a valid statement he is blue he's he's a little blue dwarf um and then he makes like a comment about kratos having the axe and where to get the axe from and you know it's the last thing him and his brother ever made together and he can make an improvement because his brother you know his brother's bullshit Mm -hmm. right so he takes the axe and he makes a minor improvement on it that does help you and it does a little bit more damage and shit like that right right but that's where you that's where your crafting station is you can craft armor and you can upgrade your armor and weapons and you can also infuse them with your with um runes Mm -hmm. so there is some customization here yep uh your son has armor that you can put on him also upgrade and you can upgrade his bow and his quiver um through brock and sindri right so, like, you learn all of that in this little tutorial with him, right? Uh, from there, you basically travel on through another little cave system that spits you out into this little valley. 
and you take a pop shot at a pig mm-hmm. and the pig runs off and you're like, man, you, you know, you're supposed to, you know, like one fire shot, when you're ready. Right. One shot, one kill. Yeah. And he's like, go and go and finish the finish the fucking job, you know. Well, as you continue on, you find that the pig is being tended by the witch of the woods. Mm. And she gets super pissed off at you for attacking her friend. Shooting her friend. I would be too. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, shit, we're sorry. We didn't know this pig belonged to you. And she's like, he belongs to no one, bitch. (laughs) Uh, But you end up helping her. Um, As you're helping her, you come across Sindri, which is the other dwarf who's tall and skinny and white. Eh, white silver eh, i guess he's white I, he always he's, he, he's like pale pale white. yeah i was gonna say it's like pale. pale white yeah like a dark pale if that's possible i guess like I it, did... it's weird he looks sickly is yeah. basically what it is yeah and you can kind of tell he, he's like he's a huge germaphobe and all this other shit yeah I but did, he upgrades I, your axe again i do like him Cindy. yeah i like Cindy. oh yeah <laughs> i like them both like I think they're funny. Bork's pretty cool too. Bork, because now I'm just gonna call him Bork. Bork, yeah. Um, but uh, like, she immediately identifies you. Mm-hmm. She doesn't necessarily know who you are, but she knows what you are, and she um basically finds out like you haven't told your son that you're a god and he's a demigod. And she tells you, like, you shouldn't keep this secret. And you basically tell you, tell her, well, it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Like, so keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> and she's like, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for your help. Here you go. So you take her little canoe and mm. travel down the river. And you travel into this huge basin. And you see this statue that's it looks like it's made out of like scrap metal and Mm. shit. And it basically says relinquish your weapon to the lake type deal. So Kratos is like, all right, fucking picks up his axe and he just fucking hucks it. Now, the cool thing about this axe is you can throw it and then recall it. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool, but you can actually fight without it and stuff like that. Like. I love the combat in this game way more than I loved it in any of the other games because it was fun. And I 100% agree with you. Like, you can mix up your weapons. You can you know, throw the axe and then pull out your chaos blades later on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, it, it's, it's fucking crazy. But in the beginning, you only have the axe. Yeah, and your fists. And your fists. Um, so you throw the axe out, and uh, I know I'm going to get this name wrong. Jormungandr. Sure. Uh, which is the world serpent. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I got that name wrong, but Norse names are like the hardest for me. It's the only thing that I dislike about Norse mythology is a lot of the names are blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't, I can't work my tongue that way. Yep. I mean, um, just trying to say the word fjord is like, I really have to focus. Fjord. Fjord. Yeah. Um, but he kind of like rises from the water and gives you back the axe and then speaks to you in this really old language that like neither of you understand. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's the thing is that your son Atreus, he's kind of a linguist. Like mother taught him kind of how to read all the runes in these realms. Because again, right, we're dealing with Norse stuff. So, yeah. so he he is he's 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 your interpreter. He's basically your interpreter. Yeah. Because you don't know how to do any of that, but she was teaching him how to read, write, all that. But he also has this natural skill for languages. Mm-hmm. So like he he can kind of understand some shit, but like it's not a a fluency. So even this, he's like, that is old world. I don't, I don't know what he was (laughs) saying to us type deal. Uh, But you continue on, you end up going to the mountain um, and you start ascending the mountain and you basically find out like there is this black fog that blocks your path. So you have to go back to the Witch of the Woods. You go back to the Witch of the Woods, and she gives you the ability to travel to other realms. And, uh, oh, God, what's the first realm you travel to? It's the realm of the light light and dark elves. Alfheim. Alfheim. So you go to Alfheim, because what you need to do is basically imbue the bowstring with the light of Alfheim Mm. to... uh, give it the power to dispel the fog. So you go to Alfheim and you find out that the there's this light in the center of Alfheim that is being fought over and has been fought over for hundreds of years um, by the light and dark elves. And it is currently under the control of the dark elves. Yeah, there's like a big old coup. You just see light elves getting slaughtered. Slaughtered like fucking cattle. It is... Mm-hmm. And Kratos is basically like, it's none of our fucking concern, none of our business. Let's push on to the light. So you do. You you push on, you travel through, you get to the light. Um, and like you've got to fight a shit ton of dark elves along the way because mm-hmm. they don't know who the fuck you are, what the fuck you are. And like when they first speak to you, Atreus is like, I don't know what they're saying. And like the more and more they speak to you, Atreus is like, Okay, so I caught a little of this. This is what this means. Okay, I caught a little of this. To where at the end, like Atreus fully understands them Mm. to give you an understanding of like how quick this kid picks up on languages. Right. Yeah. And the other thing I just want to add real quick is that there is like a there's like a leader elf. He looks different. He's the king of elves. Yeah. Like he constantly will like show up, send some minions and then piss off. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you get to like the light and he, of course, shows up. Drops off more guys. Drops off more. You end up killing him there. But that's later. That's at, that's because this is this was going to be one of my complaints. Uh, okay. I was like, how, I, do, yeah. how do I not kill this guy before I get the Bifrost light? Yeah. Like what happens is that you get it and then you leave. And then right before you get to the door to exit, that's when that fight happens. Because you not only do you imbue the bowstring in the light, you have to power the, the rune. Mm hmm um your travel rune in the bifrost light and uh like so you go to enter the light like you you fight a bunch of them and you go to enter the light and atreus is like wait you're just gonna leave me here all by myself and you hand him your axe and you're like he's like you're giving me the axe and he's like borrowing (laughs) i'm letting you hold it right and so then you step into the light and you see your wife and you chase after her. And this is when you kind of learn, like, she healed Kratos. Like, 
all of the trauma and turmoil and everything that he experienced, she helped soothe some of that, which is why he loves her so much. Right. Mm. Though he doesn't really know how to express it. Like he, he, one, he's still a Spartan. He was born and raised a Spartan, right? He was raised as that Spartan mentality. And throughout all of this, he is teaching his son. He's not teaching his son as harshly as we know, like the Spartans taught their children, but it is still a little bit more on the harsher side, but he is teaching him. Um, and they butt heads a lot for this right yeah constantly kind of in this little battle where he's like trying to teach his son his lessons and his son is trying to prove that he's big enough and he doesn't need these lessons yeah right kind of the i don't know typical like at the age i would say god atreus is what 9 10 11 years old i'm terrible like at judging human age they don't actually say it but i would give atreus around that age category like late child early teens mm. type deal yeah i mean is definitely not a teenager because i know in the next game he's like 16 yeah um but he, yeah he, he's he's around that age category and so he's just trying to prove to his dad like he can do this mm -hmm. you know and his dad's like it's not that i doubt your ability but you need to think before you act type deal right um but so like Kratos steps into the light and he sees his wife and he's like just chasing after he's chasing after her, and then all of a sudden he hears Atreus's voice and then like right as he's about to get to his wife Atreus reaches in grabs his dad and rips him out of there and Kratos is like furious yeah. like what the fuck did you just do I was gone for 10 seconds I was gone for I almost had her I was gone for 10 seconds and he was like no you weren't yeah. you were gone for hours and it pans around and you literally see like piles <laughs> of dead elves <laughs> and the axe embedded in one of them and Atreus is just covered in blood and I mean like piles yeah. of dead elves to the point where i said out loud to an empty room and i went the fuck does this kid need me for <laughs> like <laughs> well like i gotta i gotta be honest when i first saw this i was just like where the fuck are you why isn't this the type of shit you're fighting with like when we're in battles, where's this Atreus? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm, holy shit, yeah, man. I'm like, this makes no sense. So far in this game, all that this kid does is shoot arrows and occasionally jump on somebody's neck and stabs them. Yeah. Like, this kid did this in the entire time I was gone. Why am I? Why do I need to be here? He clearly can take, can care, take, of care, of, ter take care of himself. And like, so then like, Kratos is like, oh, shit, are you okay? Are you hurt? And he's like, no, I'm fine. Like, are we good? Are we good? And, and then you go to leave, and he's like, oh, hold on. And that's when he imbues his bowstring. And that's important because that that it's one of those things that unlock uh, unlocks an ability to unlock, like, light paths and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't remember if it is. I think it's on your way. Like, when you get to um, Alfheim, you, like cross tears bridge because tears temple has the ability to go to the nine realms mm -hmm. um and for those of you who don't know who tear is tear is the norse god of war right so like but tear did not believe in war 
he believed in diplomacy, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, he was like the god of anti-war. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. But, like, when war sprouted, he, he was there. He... He helped, he, you know, all that stuff, but he actively tried to not have war, especially between the nine realms. Um, so like all the realms actually loved Tyr, really. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Odin, right? Odin fucking hated Tyr. And there are these cool little, um, like storyboards that you come across throughout the game that you can open up and it gives you like little bits of Norse mythology and kind of explains a little bit more about the relationship between like Tyr and Odin. Um, which is, which is really cool. Like, I, I like that. I think it's really cool. But, uh, yeah. So like you get that, you head back. And right before you get back to the boat, oh no, I was explaining something else. I'm sorry. And then I went off on a tangent of tear. Once you cross it, you hop, you find Sindri and mm-hmm. you're like, how the hell did you make it here? And he's like, oh, I got my paths. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's cool. What do you need? <laughs> and you're like, oh, uh, let me see what you got. <laughs> um, Cause he's like, he's your store. He's your blacksmith. He's your, he's your merchant. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, Brock man. and Sindri are your merchants. And, uh, so like you, you hop in a boat and you start sailing down to get to the much bigger lake in Alfheim towards the light. And you end up getting into an argument with your son where he basically like yells at you about how you didn't love, like he wishes it was you instead of her that died. And, um, like how you didn't love her and all this other stuff. And Kratos fucking snaps. Mm -hmm. And he basically tells him like, do not misplace my lack of emotion for lack of empathy. Mm -hmm. Like I loved her deeper than you could ever imagine, but we have a task to do and we need to complete that task. And that is where my focus lies. And that is where yours should as well. Like it is a, a true moment. And it like, I think it hit me a little bit more because that is actually a belief that I have. Like when something happens, the world doesn't stop turning Mm -hmm. and there are things that you have to accomplish. Right. Yeah. There's a time and a place for those emotions. It may not be like when you want them to be, but there'll be a time and a place for them. And you just need to get to that time and place. Um, and like, yeah. So I was like, man, this is deep. Like, holy shit. Like that, that alone is a deep lesson to teach your kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who's, whose kids, you know, I've talked about him, I'm sure before, um, whose kids I used to watch and everything like that. And, uh, she got really mad at me one time. Cause I told, I told her son, he needed to man up a little bit. And she was like, what is wrong with not with having emotions? And I said, there's nothing wrong with having emotions. And she's like, well, you just told him to man up. And I was like, yeah. And if you didn't like jump all over me right off the bat, you would have heard the rest of what I was going to tell him of right now, right here is not the time and place for this. We need to accomplish this. It's okay to feel what you're feeling. And when we're done accomplishing this, we can talk about it. You can experience it. You can feel it. 
but we don't have the time, nor is this the place for him to do this right here, right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know as heartless as that sounds to a certain extent, it's true. Right. Like there are moments in time where like, you can't just, you can't be driving down the interstate, find out some tragic news and then go into hysteria because you still have to drive, you know? Mm -hmm. So learning how to control that to a certain extent to at least get yourself off onto the side of the road safely, to get to a place where you can have that breakdown, right? It's a valuable lesson. And sorry, I kind of went off on a, a personal tangent there, but like that's where this this game like hit me most of all was like these type of lessons that he's like teaching his son, right? Like I very much felt this entire storyline wasn't about a journey to a mountain. It was about a journey of a father and son's relationship coming closer together. Yeah. Right. Of a father learning to be a father and a son to acknowledge that his father has always been one, mm -hmm. even though he didn't know necessarily how to do it. Yeah. Right. Like there's a there's a part in the game and I can't remember what it is. It might actually be even one of those random boat conversations that you have where Atreus asks you, like, why you never went hunting with him. And he's like, your mother asked me not to. She wanted to be the one to teach you how to hunt. And Atreus is like, what? Mm -hmm. And she's like, he's like, yeah. She wanted to teach you. So she asked to teach you. And I respected that. And I stepped aside. Like, that's why. Mm -hmm. And Atreus is like, oh, fuck. I... I didn't know that. I thought you were just being an asshole. <laughs> you know, like that's really what it felt with me. Yeah. Like, you remember that conversation? Yeah. 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 Like that's kind of how Atreus acted was kind of like, oh shit, I thought you were just being a jackass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you just didn't want to teach me, you know? And yeah. then like Atreus is finding out a lot of like, some things were things that like his mother asked of Kratos. Other things were Kratos asked of his mother. Like, and then there were other things where Kratos was like, this is it. Now I'll get to it because it's a big moment. And I think it's, it's very, very moving, but, uh, yeah. So like you then go fight everything, get your light, come back. And as you're about to hit your boat again, the King shows up mm -hmm. and I fucking hated this battle. This, this fight was stupid. Well, and I was mad. Because I hate fighting dark elves in general because their number one ability is to do what? Bl make it dark. Yeah. Make it blind. And it's so dumb. Yeah, it really is. And I, like I said, I was really concerned because I was afraid that he wasn't going to be it. And I was like, you've shown this guy as being, you know, sending his forces after you. Like, how are you not going to have this fight? But fortunately, you do get it. But yeah, he does this move where he, you basically go into darkness. And, um, you know, you, you have, so what Atreus does is when you hit the square button, he'll shoot an arrow. Yeah. And usually as long as you're looking in the general direction of an enemy, he'll kind of auto target on one or on one of them. Um, so it kind of helps, but still it's like an obnoxious fight and all the fights, I shouldn't say all of them. To me, it felt like all the major fights mm -hmm. all had that rule of three kind of phase, or at least a rule of two. Cause yeah. usually what would happen was that the, the enemy's, attack patterns will differ at certain points of their health bar. And I, yeah, and they, I can't remember. Change. And I can't remember if he did his at a, at a third or at half. I think, I think it's at half. Yeah. But like, 
it all changes and it's you know there's there's moves that you there's you know basic moves that you can block and parry there's like special more powered up moves that you can still block and parry and then of course there's like the red circle attacks which any game tells you this is unblockable get out of move get get out the way yeah (laughs) move bitch yeah but again I, i even to that extent like i did feel the combat in this was a lot more fluid mm-hmm. like it was so clean and fluid um where there was a lot of things uh speaking of combat since we're on the subject a little bit yeah. there were a couple of things like so each weapon has two specialty moves that you can do with it like a light specialty move and a heavy specialty move yeah right the issue that i had was like during these specialty moves once you trigger them there is no stopping you are locked in it yeah you are locked in it you cannot dodge you cannot move you cannot do anything and if you are not careful you can die during it Mm -hmm. and like there were a couple of times where like i started a specialty move and it's supposed to knock the enemy back a little bit but because the enemy was in the sorry but because the enemy was in the start of their attack, it finished their attack and knocked them back. But I did it to knock them back so their attack wouldn't hit me, mm. therefore killing me. And then I would die and be like, son of a motherfucker. Like, dear God, this is it was one of the biggest annoyances for me was like little shit like that. where yeah. It's like, God damn it. I mean, I should have I should have ducked when I dodged, yeah. you know, yeah. like. And it, but other than that, like combat for me was, was really fun. You rip shit up. Yeah. It's great. Oh yeah. I, uh, I found the combat to be the most enjoying or most enjoyable thing. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the kind of combat where it's like, if you're on your game and you're paying attention, holy shit, you're like, holy crap. I've, I'm like, unstoppable. I, yeah. I, I didn't get touched and I, I just look like a badass just swinging this ax around. Well, and there's like melee finishers. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay. God, those melee finishers are so cool. Okay. They I, get repetitive, but yes, they're cool. Yes, thank you. I was about to say, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was tired, especially because we're talking about the the elves. Yeah. Every single one of their finishers was the same goddamn thing, where you grab the guy, you throw him on the ground, he starts to fly away, you grab his little spiked staff pole thing, and then you throw it at him and kill him. And I was like, if I see that one more goddamn time, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Because you're well, right. Well, it's like the, the uh, Durgar. Mm-hmm. Right? You fucking run up to him, you grab him, and you rip him in half. Or, or you get to a point where you're so strong, like you punch once, grab, rip, punch yep. once, grab, rip, punch once, grab, rip, punch once, grab, rip. And I literally, I could just kill 10, 20, 30 of those and punch, grab, rip, punch, grab, rip, punch, grab, rip, like over and over and over and over and over. There are different styles, which I think is what you were going to bring up next, which Mm. does change it. But depending on the style of Durgar that you're fighting depends on the finisher that you have. And that's That's all it it is. Yeah. It's like all like anytime you fight a knight or a dark elf, like that's the finisher. Uh, They've got different styles because there's two different types. There's like a tank dark Mm -hmm. elf and then there's like the light dark. elf. Right. You know, you know, like infantry dark elf and depending on the two that you which one you get you get a different finisher um 
the Duragar. The Duragar. There's like three of them. There's one where you like types. slam them on the ground and you step on their face. There's one. That's the middle one. There's one where you pick the guy, a guy up, and you just like run, and eventually you can like, like spin around and you toss, you him. toss him at stuff. Um, that's the heavy one. Yeah. And the light one is the one where you rip apart. Mm-hmm. So the, I think those are the three Duragar types. Um. So it was nice to have those things. The werewolves. Oh yeah. You fucking rip their jaw down. Yep. Like they, depending on the type of enemy, it's one type of finisher. Which to I don't know. Like I'm I'm at odds. Like yeah, it would have been fun if you tossed in like three or four different types. Different animations. Different animations. But at the same time like that's a lot. That's a lot of programming, that's a lot of work. And the game's still fun. Right. You know, it's it's just one of those things that I notice that I'm like, it's repetitive and it's annoying and it's repetitiveness. Yes. If you do it a lot. And I got to a point where, like, I didn't melee finish them a lot. I just finished them, Mm -hmm. you know, like just continued hacking away or whatever, because like there were different things that I can do. And there are sometimes where like finishing them is nice. doing the melee finish is nice. It helps. It gives bonuses and stuff like that. There are other times where it's like, no, I need to finish them like this so that I can pivot and do this type mm-hmm. deal. You got to gauge in the combat situation. Which is what makes it interesting because it is the kind of combat where you need to be paying attention. Yeah. You have to remember where everybody is and kind of figure that out. You get a lot of tools. There is there is a, a skill tree. Yeah. Because one of the things we didn't talk about is that you do have a shield on your left arm that you can use for blocking and parrying. With the axe. Yeah. With the axe and stuff. Um, so fire back projectiles. That one I used so much. I used a lot. Especially it's against that perfect counter type yeah, deal. Yep. It's like you got an incoming thing, you block at the right time, you like chart your shield charges up, and then you launch the blast back at whoever it is. It's great for like pithy ranged characters or for those ancient fucking rock monsters. Yep. Because anytime they shoot the little balls out of their chest, that's a great way. Cause you know, these enemies are the kind of enemies that like you got to get them into a down state before you can really do any kind of damage to them so like to do that you have to hit their weak points yeah they open up their chest to shoot fireballs at you so you throw your axe shield block launch a projectile back pick up an orb off the ground throw it at them they go down into the down state and you just wail on them for those are all three things that you can do i didn't do all three of those in one go no no i would like throw my axe do the block recall my axe and then throw my axe again uh. because I didn't want to close the distance from where the first two orbs were to run up and grab the orb to throw it. Oh. It was just faster for me to recall the axe as I was charging my shield, which yeah. you can do. Like, that's the cool part. You can do some of these these techniques simultaneously mm-hmm. right so as i'm charging the shield to fire it back at him i'm recalling the axe and so i'd fire the shield and then immediately throw the axe so the shield bolt would hit and then the axe would hit and as i'm running towards because they're going into the down state recall the axe and then just fuck them up with heavy attacks yeah like that's how i fought those guys mm-hmm. but like again that's uh, multiple ways to fight these enemies it was super cool i love the combat in it but fighting a lot of these bosses were was well, it's like tedious in its own right. Every time you kill a troll, you jump on their back. You you every troll you punch them down, and then you take it. You jam the axe into their mouth, and you bring them down. Yep. You know, or maybe no, no, the, that's no. the ogre. That's the ogre. The troll the is troll the, is, have the ones that the, the big pillars. pillars. Right. And but like it, same thing. It ends up throwing up the pillar, and you jump up and axe the pillar and bring it down on the troll's head. Yeah. 
But thank you. I forgot. Yeah. I you are right. But again, it's the same. It's the same thing. So it's fun to do, but you see the repetitive seams, and the- over and over and over again. And it's just kind of like it would have been cool if you like if I got him stab the pillar through him, or mm-hmm. you know, like just change up the animation a couple of times. But. At the same time, I don't underestimate the amount of effort that programmers and everybody put into these games. Of course. Because I know, like, we make it sound like this super simple thing of, like, oh, well, you could have taken it and, you know, hacked at his ankle and he drops the pillar down. You run by and you, like, scoop up the pillar and, like, swing it around and just stab it through his chest as he's, like, down on one knee. Mm. Well, that's four days of animation work, you know? like. That sounds great and all, but I just jumped in 48 hours into that shit. Yeah, don't get me it took wrong. Took me 5 seconds to explain it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying they did a bad job, but no. it's one of those things that I'm like minor annoyance. And yeah, like and maybe going that extra little step would have made it a more enjoyable experience for me personally. Yeah. Now when we get to the reception of this thing, my opinion isn't going to fucking matter. But again, I'm just saying God of war was a huge game to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I think this one actually increased it. Oh yeah. Increased it huge one. It's an open world game. And I think it has a phenomenal storyline mm-hmm. and most people do. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I love the storyline. I, I don't give a fuck about the Norse side of the storyline though cool the storyline between kratos and atreus is the storyline that that made me go i want to find out what happens Mm -hmm. you know yeah um because at the end of the day like the norse storyline is in there but it's not the storyline that you're playing through you're playing about a father and a son who are trying to spread their loved one's ashes right right but uh yeah so like you defeat him you hop on the boat you travel back you now have the power to dispel this shit so Mm. you go and dispel the fog climb the rest of the way to the top of the mountain and that's when you hear the very familiar voice of the guy who knocked on your door Mm. and he is talking to a man named mamir smartest man alive (laughs) um and like they leave and you go to the top of the top of the mountain and Mir is like, oh, you must be the ones that they were just talking about. Right. We were just talking about you. How are you doing? And Atreus is like, holy shit. Who are you? You're stuck in a tree. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? And you kind of learn, like, basically, Mimir was like Odin's. I, not necessarily like historian, but like diplomat. Mimir was like the guy who was supposed to know it all. Mm-hmm. Literally all of it. And Odin loved the fact that Mimir had a vast knowledge of like everything mm-hmm. until he didn't. And that's kind of like how Odin rolls, right? Right. Like one minute you are the most useful tool in his belt and he loves you more than anything in the world. And then all of a sudden he gets this like kernel of a thought in his head of like, but wait a second, you can betray me. When I go to swing this hammer to hit a nail, it's going to hit my thumb instead. Fuck this. I break the hammer. (laughs) Like, that's kind of like Odin's personality, right? Right. It truly is. Like, just this. 
And so, like, I think it's Atreus who asks him, like, who was that? And Odin's like, oh, those were, you know, Thor's sons. You mean Mimir? Mimir, sorry. Mimir was like, those are Thor's sons. And you're like, who's the guy with them? And he's like, ah, Balder. Mm. That's right, Balder. And he kind of, like, hesitates a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, Balder. Okay. All right. And, like, for me, that was kind of like, okay, that's... That's big. Mm-hmm. Like, Baldur's not a nice guy. Um, He's pretty fucked up. Yeah. No clue who he was. None? None. That's how little I care about Norse mythology. So, it's funny because um, I actually first learned about Baldur in Baldur's Gate, <laughs> which is D&D. Right? I was going to say, I played, Baldur, I played Baldur's Gate on Xbox. Yeah. Dark, Dark Alliance. Yeah, yeah. Because... Uh, Ugh, and it's stupid fucking goddamn stupid Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance game that we just talked about. Ugh, so, anyway, what? Sorry, continue. That wasn't Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. No, 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 that's right. That was D&D Dark Alliance. That was D&D Dark Alliance. Like, thank you. That's right. Baldur Gate Dark Alliance was, was awesome. actually pretty good. Was, uh, our two very, because I the first one and the second one, I have very, very fun hack and slashes. Yeah. I think the second one's a little bit better, but I digress. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I actually learned who Baldur is. Baldur, mm-hmm. of course, you you learn through this game is the son of Freya, Freya and Odin. Um, at his birth, he is cursed, basically. Um, and some call it a gift, others call it a curse. But because of it, it it turned him into a very very not nice man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to dig into it more because that's kind of the mystery of the game, right? Like for people who don't know Baldur, right? But we got they got a spoiler warning. <laughs> uh, they did. They did. Uh so like he uh he he gets cursed with no feeling no pain mm. and immortality because it is foretold at his birth that um he's going to die. And Freya kind of like freaks the fuck out. And so she bestows upon him this gift of um no pain and immortality. The problem is it didn't just make him not feel pain. It made him feel nothing, Mm -hmm. no remorse, no love, no hatred, no nothing. He felt literally nothing. He's, he's a pirate from the pirates of the Caribbean black Pearl. Yeah. He literally, he can't taste anything. No, he can't smell anything. He feels nothing Nothing. and is immortal and that'll mess with you. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it did. It fucked him hardcore. Um, to the point where like, but oddly enough in North mythology, it's a, it's a, um, self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the part. That's the thing with prophecies. Like knowledge is not always power, though it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Acting upon knowledge that is not quite quite knowledge is just a bad idea, basically, Um, because the only way to dispel the curse is with mistletoe. Um, But the only person who knows this, even in Norse mythology, is Freya. Mm hmm. But in Baldur's search to dispel this curse, he makes a shit ton of enemies. And somewhere along the line, I can't remember exactly, he does actually get stabbed with mistletoe. And basically the moment he's like, holy shit, I feel everything. All of his enemies go, this fucker can die now. And they behead him. Mm. 
like boom done and the funny part is like if the way the story's told and i don't remember it like verbatim mm. right it basically comes out to be like if she never put this upon him he never would have gone looking for this therefore he never would have made these enemies and he wouldn't have died the way the prophecy foretold his death right like it it all came for full circle because you heard this prophecy and freaked the fuck out mm-hmm the problem is Freya also puts this together too. And there's a whole other story for that. But like, she also puts that together too. And that fucks her up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so like, you're like, it doesn't matter. We're here. We're on the tallest mountain. And Mimir's like, no, you're not. The tallest mountains in Jotunheim. And you're like, what? And he's like, yeah, if you go here, get the tip of this chisel we can chisel the runes into this gate and then uh we can get we can to get to get to jodenheim jodenheim land of ice giants frost giants Meh. same thing not really whatever uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh you're like fuck yep okay hmm more of you're not at your goal you have to go get another thing to get your thing that's how stories work bro not all stories all stories i've played mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but like mamir's like hey take me with you like chop off my head and you know take me to this special magical person yeah bring me to the witch in the woods and she can reanimate my head and then i can go with you you're like, awesome. So you chop off his head and you take it back to her. And she's like, what are you doing with this head? <laughs> and you're like, hey, we need you to reanimate it. He said that you could reanimate it. And she's like, of course he did. Because <laughs> he's just a fucking Mr. Know-it-all. Yep. And she does. And when he comes back to life, he's like, oh, Queen Freya. <laughs> oh my God, it's you. I didn't realize you were the witch of the woods. <laughs> if I had a body, I would bow. <laughs> uh, everything makes more sense now. <laughs> right? And Oh, and Kratos loses his mind. He's like, you're Freya? Yeah. Why wouldn't you tell me this? You get on me about keeping secrets and mm. you keep your own well, type deal. It looks like the sandals on the other foot. Yeah. And... Uh, so yeah, so then you go to this basically dead frost giant corpse yeah. that you, you like part of it it's funny because I, I mentioned them before, you have all these storyboards. And throughout all of this, you keep hearing all these little stories of Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor, Thor, Thor. Thor and the world serpent, you know, have some beef. Thor Thor had some beef with giants. Thor <laughs> Thor had some beef with this. Thor had some beef with that. Like Thor just kind of gets drunk and fuck shit up. Yeah. Right. And uh, so you hear about how Thor killed this frost giant because all this frost giant did was go around build shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's all he did. Didn't do anything wrong. But Thor was just kind of like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Got drunk and started killing frost giants. <laughs> Which then kind of started a little war with frost giants. <laughs> Feeling cute today might kill frost giants. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, like you go, you get the tip of the chisel, and then Balder comes. So you fight Balder again. No, sorry. 
you're encountering you encounter Thor's sons. Oh, that's yeah. who you encounter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Modi and Magni. Yeah. Uh, Modi voiced by the one and only Nolan North, by the way. Yep. I know. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and I've been waiting so long to say this, but Kratos was voiced by Christopher Judge. Yeah. Who, for those of you who don't know, Teal'c in Stargate SG-1, probably his best known role. Yeah. Um, but. Badass. I love the voice. Yeah. He does such a great job. He has a very good, distinct voice. Yep. But uh, uh, so you come upon them, you fight them. And like they make fun of like your dead wife and it kind of like really pisses off Atreus and mm. everything and they escape. And then they make a reappearance uh, right after you get the chisel. Right. And you're kind of making your way out mm. and they make fun of your dead wife again. And this is one thing we didn't talk about during that first battle with Boulder you learn of your Spartan rage ability, which is like your ultimate ability. Right. And you kind of like just rage the fuck out, start getting this little red aura around you and you just punch the shit out of everything. Right. Well, towards the end of the fight, uh, I think you kill Modi is the one you kill first. No, you kill Magni first. Is it Magni first? Mm -hmm. Kratos kills Magni and Modi makes fun of, your wife, Atreus's mom, to Atreus. Mm-hmm. And Atreus kind of goes into like a little Spartan rage and like just fucking starts like shanking the shit out of Modi. And like, then he like passes out or something like that. Like, I can't remember exactly. I, I, maybe he doesn't like shank him, but he kind of like goes into a little Spartan rage and then like collapses. And Modi like takes that as the opportunity of like, let's get the fuck out of here because he just killed my brother. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, you're like, oh, shit, because now Atreus is unconscious. And, um, oh, God. Mimir is like, take him back to Freya. Freya can help him. Freya can heal him. Like, you know why this happened. Like, because he doesn't know who he is. Mm. He needs to know what he is. And this will stop happening. And you're like, okay, fine. You know? <laughs> Um, and so like you take him to Freya, Freya heals him. Freya basically tells you the same fucking thing. He wakes up. Well, you forget because Freya says to help him, I need, Oh, uh, I need the the heart heart of the, the, the troll that guards the bridge in hell. Yep, and that's hell, hell with one L because yeah. it's Hellheim. Hellheim, but it's hell. But because it's hell and it's cold, your frost axe will do no good. You need your other weapon. You need you need a weapon that combats against frost. Mm-hmm. And you go, fuck, I know exactly what weapon. So you head back to the cabin, Yep. your cabin, and under the floorboards, you pull out the Blades of Chaos. Mm-hmm. And, like, this whole time, like, as you're going back, like, you see Athena. Yeah, I like that. Like, and you're talking to Athena. Yeah. And then you pull out the Blades of Chaos, and Athena's standing in your doorway, and you're like, you're going to stop me no more. Yep. And you just walk right past her. And you walk, like, I thought right through her. Well, like, you start to walk through her, but, like, it's not like she's still there after you go through her. Yeah. So, yes, and... 
and it, like it's a cool moment because it's basically that like what's in the past is in the past and i'm gonna leave it behind mm-hmm. and it's actually kind of funny because like the first time i think it's brock is the the first dwarf that you meet with them and he's like holy shit what are those yeah and where'd you get these from where'd you get these <laughs> these are incredible like oh my god are these a family heirloom and you're like these will never be passed down <laughs> like fuck these you know yeah and uh he's like all right all right all right well i, I can make improvements on them mm-hmm. and he can and i think they look pretty cool with like all the norse runes with the like fucking greek shit in it and mm-hmm. everything it's, it's kind of a cool combination i will admit i like i got like tingles on the back of my neck when i pulled them out and you start using because you go out in front of your cabin <laughs> and there's just a bunch of small little derpy, Dur- yeah, just... derpy enemies that rock up and you know because the, the axe... it teaches you how to fight with them yeah the axe is very specific like you can get moves that do swirling attacks like there's this one really cool thing you can do where like you can attack with the axe pause attack attack again and then it like spins around you and it comes back and when you upgrade that you can spin it the other way and then you can do one final big huge spin around you these blades of chaos their whole purpose is to just be spun in circles around you yep and it is awesome to just be lighting everything on fire oh like, yeah i like I got, I got goosebumps just talking about it <laughs> like chris's favorite part of the game it lo- like i said anything to do with the combat i love like yeah. i i have very few gripes about actual fighting because yeah. that i thought done was really well it was it, it was it's other stuff i have a problem well with. and the fact that you could like switch between them mm. very smoothly too. God, just throw your axe pull out your blades of chaos start yep. spinning them around you put away the blades of chaos recall your axe fucking fuck some more shit up throw your axe out again pull out the blades yeah. just just continue because one of the things with your axe like depending on the enemy you can throw and freeze enemies in place so you would throw your axe pin one of your enemies with it and fuck up some other guy with the blades of chaos and then like when that guy's dead recall your axe and like fuck up that guy Mm -hmm. you know like oh god combat was so good in this game yeah it really was it really was uh but yeah so then you travel to hell and as you're traveling to hell you're you you like you hear the voice of zeus calling out to you and you're like what the fuck is that and mimir's like we don't go there (laughs) that's a bad place you don't go there his fucking face is in the clouds yeah and um that's when mimir actually puts together who you are yep like he's like oh shit (laughs) you're the fucking ghost of sparta and you're like don't ever call me that don't ever say that in front of the boy yeah and he's like you're you're the you're a fucking god man like you you gotta tell him but uh yeah you go you kill the kill the troll take his heart return back to her with it and she's like oh thank god you returned just in time she gives you the whole fucking spiel mimir gave you brings him back um he kind of wakes up and you you tell like you're having a conversation with her about godhood and Mm -hmm. everything like that right and you you as you're like dragging your boat back to the water you have a conversation with him where you're like hey i know you overheard some of that I've got some shit to tell you. Yeah, we got to talk. Like, I'm a god. I'm a god from a different realm. And, you know, this is what kind of happened. And this is why I am the way that I am. And he's like, wait a minute. So if you're a god, does that make me god? And you're like, half god. And he's like, 
oh shit mm. you know and he kind of gets like really excited about it at first and everything and like he's asking you funny questions like hey can i transform into a wolf yeah and he's like <laughs> can we fly yeah i don't know what your powers are yet but they'll come and you know everything like that and mamir's kind of like well you know maybe your gift for language is a part of that build out mm. and he's like oh maybe it is and you know really excited about it and then as things go on he gets cocky about it like obnoxiously cocky about it oh he full-on just like yells right in uh what's his face the dwarf brother oh sindri yeah he just yells yells at sindri he's like we are gods and we're above your petty little problems i don't care about you and your brother arguing and he's just like enough he's like okay and i was like shut up kid fuck you yeah and mimir's kind of like dude are we just gonna let that like hang there yeah like you're not gonna say shit hey if i had elbows kratos i'd be nudging you to like have a chat with your boy here that was very rude like dude nothing (laughs) and it it is this is the part of the game that i honest to god hated the most yeah because it was just so uncomfortable like i did not like atreus like and it's a quick turn too like they did a great job of just like fuck you kid Mm. you fucking dick like you are a nice kid all the way throughout this and then you find out you're a god and every all of a sudden you're better than ever fuck you kid like god i hated him and like mimir is even just kind of like dude (laughs) (laughs) like we're just we're just gonna let him be this way and he even tries to say something to atreus i believe at one point like of like you know just because you're a god doesn't mean you need to be an asshole don't mm-hmm. fall into these same patterns yeah. you know like i've literally been telling you story after story after story after story of like these asshole gods yeah. like don't be that um but like you you're reclimbing the mountain the, and this is when atreus attacks modi and this is when modi shows back up and he is just fucked up Mm -hmm. fucked up and he's kind of like thor was pissed yeah that you killed you know uh my brother and like i i got paid for that and now i'm gonna take it out on you and so like you fight him and you end up winning and he says some joke about your your wife something and, about yeah I'll, and i'll give it to your mom atreus or, like pulls out his knife and like stabs him in the throat and yeah. basically yells at him and I, I skipped over this part and i actually forgot about it when you're telling atreus of who he is and what he is and all this other stuff you pull out this knife mm-hmm and like i actually really like this because he was like the day you were born i took metals from here and metals from my home and i smelted them together and i forged two blades and when you were ready and when i felt like you had become a man i was going to gift you this blade here you go Mm -hmm. you know and he's like holy crap and atreus is like man this is like a good knife you know and uh because up until that point, he's basically been using, like, his mother's knife. Yeah. So, yeah, mother. he was using his mother's knife. There's a point in the game where you are – because this game also has a ton of puzzles. We haven't really talked about the puzzles so Not much. Not really. <clears throat> Which is fine. We don't really need to get into them. 
<clears throat> but one of the puzzles, um, you end up, Kratos ends, ends up getting trapped and yeah. you're being pulled under this water. And the only thing that you can do is have Atreus go over and jam his mother's knife into it. So much that happens in this game. Cause yeah. I remember this now. Yeah. You, he jams the knife into like a, a thing with a chain to break the chain so you can get out. And then it fucks up his mother's knife. Yeah. The knife is broken. That. And he's like, what do I do now? And that's when you're like, Hey, I made this for you. Yeah. Look, I was a nice person. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I thought like when you were brand new to this world, this is what I did. And the only reason I remember that, that, that vividly is not because I have been playing it for the last couple of weeks at time of recording, but because the puzzle that you have to complete to get out of the water, like to get the prompt to do that yeah. literally killed me seven times. Like I had to look up the answer because I oh, was just, how to move the sun over to the, yeah, the, the wolf. And I was the moon just over to the, the wolf too yeah. thick to understand it <laughs> uh, i was like i i was like i don't i can't i just i need to i need i need answer. help i need yeah. the answer i just don't know how to do this um no and like i remember that so you actually go into the like tears vault mm -hmm. because in tears vault is the rune that you need to jodenheim yep. to be after you get the chisel so that you can ch chisel this rune in appropriately mm -hmm. and get there and so you go into tears vault for it and Tears Vault has a shit ton of traps. Mm -hmm. And that's what ends up happening. But you do get the rune, and that's when you head back up the mountain, which is where you find Modi. Yep. And you fight him, and yeah, you basically shank him in the, the side of the neck, and like da 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 And Kratos gets pissed. Yeah. Kratos gets furious. And Atreus is like, I don't understand. And he's like, we do not kill gods. There are consequences to killing gods. Mm. Consequences you don't understand. And Atreus is still like a little fucking asshole after this. Mm -hmm. um, you get to the top of the mountain and waiting for you at the top of the mountain is Boulder. And you and Boulder fight. And you end up breaking the gate um, to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and everything and through that fight like i believe you get sucked into hell again uh yeah it ends up yeah. you guys end up falling into hell falling into hell uh with atreus and like it throws you through like off into the place where mirrors like we don't go there <laughs> it throws you over there and like you start getting haunted by some of your memories and shit like that mm -hmm. and that's when you find Boulder, and you learn a little bit more about what I've already explained, where, yeah. like, Boulder is Freya's son, and he wants to kill her because she gifted him this curse. Yeah, lots of air quotes for the gifting of the curse. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she, like, feels terrible, but she's like, but you're alive! And he just, like, you see him writhing in anger about it. And, uh, you you find Atreus and you're kind of like explaining things to Atreus and everything and he's still a little bit of an asshole and then he figures out that you killed Zeus your father and then he kind of's like holy shit is this what it means to be a god just just you know sons killing mothers sons killing fathers you know like and one day am I going to kill you and you kind of like drop down and you're like no because you're going to be better than mm. the rest of us. Like, you you need to be better. You can be better. Just make better choices type deal. And, like, that's when Atreus is kind of like, oh, shit, I've been making the bad choices, well, the wrong choices. And he sees an image of him killing um, 
Kratos. That's Modi. Right. No. Oh, Modi. He, 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 and he's like, I have no memory of doing this. Yeah. Like he, it's like he blacked out and he doesn't remember that time period. Yeah. Of like, because that's what haunts him is that that image of him killing mm. Modi and kicking him off of the yeah. little ledge. And he's like, I did this. I don't remember doing this. And Mimir's like, yeah, you've kind of been a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, God, when you turn thirteen, fuck, fuck. Uh, but yeah, so like. He kind of like straightens up, and like the next time you meet Sindri and Brock and everything, he like apologizes mm-hmm. and everything, and they're like, "I ah, don't think anything about it." Like, yeah, you're good. We're good. We're good. We're cool. You're cool. But uh, yeah, so you like make your way out of hell, which I thought was a lot of fun. This is like a like an airship thing. Yeah. Like you get to a boat and you got to like move the sails and you light fires and you're on a boat and you're flying along and every now and then you'll get hung up or enemies come and put out the fires and you got to go kill them and relight the fire. There's with your blades of chaos. Yeah. So there's a lot. It's a, like this level is a lot of fun because my problem with the first time you go to hell, it's very, very quick mm-hmm. because it's like it's like three rooms to kill the troll and then like three rooms back. And like that's really all that happens. So I was, yeah, I'm like, eh, shouldn't we have spent some more time here? So it was nice to come back in this fashion and spend more time there and spend more time. And because it's all just like heavy fighting the entire time, um, it, you I really enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of fun with yeah. that. But yeah, like, uh, but yeah, you get there, you get out. And then you basically are like, OK, well, now how do we get to Jotunheim? The, <laughs> the gate to it's closed. And you've heard about this before, where there there were the nine gates around Tyr's temple, but the gate to Jotunheim just all of a sudden disappeared one day. Mm-hmm. Just disappeared. And as you're, like, sailing around on the ship, you see this, like, glimmer of a gate where the gate should be. And uh, Atreus is just like, did you see that? And see what? That. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, there's something there. There's nothing there, man. There's nothing there. No, no, no. Okay, maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe it was a trick of the water or something. You know, like he's just kind of like, man, I what the fuck. So like, you end up doing a little bit more investigating. You find out like because Tyr was such a, a a great friend of the Frost Giants and everything, and he's the one who actually helped hide the Frost Giants, right? Mm-hmm. That there must have been a way for him to get there, right? Right. So, like, you start digging into that. You find out his temple can be flipped. You find, like, I can't remember all of these little details in this shit because it, it's a. Uh, there, there's a couple of different steps that you got to take. Like, you flip the temple. Right. So, you got to flip the temple to get the. <clears throat> the rune that that allows unmasks. that that allows you to travel to the realm between realms. Yep. But you can't do. You can't actually get into Jotunheim unless you get Mimir's other eye. Because right because now, he's only got one glowing eye. He's only got one eye because Odin took the other one. Mm-hmm. But the eye that's missing was in the statue of Thor that was eaten... Earlier in the game. Earlier in the game by the world snake. Jormungandr. Yo- so, Jotunheim. Nope. I'm reading. I literally was going to say Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Jormungandr. 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 Okay. Sure. I was saying uh, it pretty pretty closely I, this entire time. I believe you. But so you blow the horn mm-hmm. that summons him, talk to him. He then gets down and opens up his mouth. You travel into him. Our, our best Pinocchio reenactment. Yep. Retrieve the eye, put it back into uh, Mimir's head, travel back to the temple, 
which at that point you're basically using Mimir as a focus yeah, conduit conduit there we go <clears throat> to open up the gate to uh oh god the frost giants land jotunheim jotunheim yeah but before you can actually do that you get attacked by balder balder comes back again yep. <clears throat> would you say that he was the balder's gate to jotunheim ha 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 so, like, you fight Balder, mm-hmm. and during this fight, Freya pops up, and she's like, stop fighting, stop fighting. And so she starts intervening to stop fighting, and you end up back in that land where the dead frost giant is, and she reanimates the dead frost giant to, like, stop the fight, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't. And so, like, you're fighting Balder, and you start seeing, like, he starts, like, he... You fight him and he changes and he goes into this weird cutscene where it moves you and then you fight him again. And he changes and you go into this weird cutscene where it moves you again. And then there's like one point where you're fighting on like the frost giant's ring mm-hmm. and he's like changing between fire and ice. And you have to change the element that you, of weapon that you're using mm-hmm. to, of course, combat it. Right. And when you get done with that battle, you fall down into like the little area and like the frost giant corpse can't even really be used anymore. And uh, you basically are like, hey, we're done. And he's like, not yet. And he keeps fighting you and he knocks Kratos down and he goes to like hit Kratos again. And Atreus jumps in front of him. And punches atreus now this punch is significant because earlier on in the game atreus does something and for his help brock gives him a bundle of arrows uh while he has those arrows his quiver strap breaks so kratos takes those arrows breaks it and stuffs a little bit of it to pin his quiver strap, mm-hmm. right? A little bit later on in the game, as when they're in Freya's house, before they knew it was Freya, she sees the arrows, and she gets really angry, very panicky, and tells Atreus to give her those arrows, and takes them and throws them in the fire, and tells her these are dangerous, they're poisonous, do not use them, they're the worst arrows. If you find any more, you need to burn them immediately, and then she feels really bad, so she gives him her arrows. Mm-hmm. Those are the arrows that he uses the rest of the game. Well, when Boulder punches Atreus, he gets that arrow stuck in his fist. That arrow is made out of mistletoe. So it then immediately starts dispelling everything. And he's like, holy shit, I can feel again. Like, I feel the pain, and he pulls the arrow out, and he's like, I feel the wind. I feel how cold it is. I feel, and he's like super excited. And Freya is devastated. Mm -hmm. She literally drops to her knees and screams no because you can't scream no any other way. No, no, no. You have to drop to your knees and look at the sky. You have to drop to your knees. I don't think she looks at her sky. She looks at him Mm. and yells no, which makes more sense in this scenario. Right. And he kind of turns to her. And is like mother. And she's just like, look, like 
everything's good now. Let's, let's move past this. Let's like, I love you. I did this to protect you. I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm really sorry. Like if, if you're that mad at me and if you want to kill me, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. And he wraps her hands around his, uh, his hands around her throat and starts strangling the life out of her. And she literally just stays there Mm. and just lets it happen. And you can like, even that point of like when you're choking somebody, like the blood kind of pools in their eyes and shit like that. You start seeing that and Kratos stops him and like throws him back and basically tells him like, if you touch her, I'll kill you. Right. I may be missing the order of this. Right. And he's like, why is it any concern of yours? Like you're done. Just go. I don't like, you're not needed anymore. This, this doesn't concern you like back the fuck off. And he's like, no, this, this pattern of children killing their parents stops here. Mm -hmm. Like it stops. Right. And he's like, come on, you know, and he goes to try and kill her again. And Kratos literally like wraps him up in a headlock and like falls to the ground, like wraps, ties up all of his legs and everything and starts choking him and then breaks his neck, hmm. killing him. Right. Because mm-hmm. now with the curse being gone, like it, it's all gone. He can feel everything. He can die yep. whole nine yards. Right. Yep. And Freya fucking like loses it. She basically is like, fuck you guys. I fucking hate you. And Atreus is like, he just saved your life. And he's like, whose life was it for him to save? Mm-hmm. And shit like that, right? And uh, she's like, I will never forget this. You know, um, this will come back to haunt you. I'll get deal. you pretty and your little dog too. Kind of, but not not to that mm-hmm. wickedness of an extent. You know, she's just super angry. And she picks up her son and kind of like walks off with his corpse. Mm. Um, so then you go back to the temple, right? And at the temple, you use Mimir, open up the gate. Uh, as you go to walk through the gate, you toss Mimir's head to Brock and Sindri. And it's basically just you and Atreus that ascend the stairs into the frost giant's realm. Um, you get to a cave and you're, you're just kind of like Atreus is like, well, where are all the giants? Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? What's going on here? Right. Like, clearly, this is where they came through because, like, they have statues and everything of, like, them trying to save the Frost Giants. Because you learn, basically, there's a, a part where they had to, like, mass evacuate the Frost Giants from Midgar because um, Thor was just fucking killing any and all Frost Giants that he came across. So they had to, like, mass evacuate them and Tyr kind of helped with this, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're you're walking through, and then all of a sudden, you see, like, a mur- mural of you and your father. Like, of you, of, you and Atreus, sorry, um, on the wall. And you kind of, like, pull down this little tarp, and it, it's literally the entire game story told, right? Yep. <clears throat> and uh, you, you're seeing it on the wall and everything like that, and... Uh, Atreus is like, wait a second, how did they know? And everything. And you basically piece together that your wife had the power of foresight and that she was hiding a lot more than from Kratos than Kratos was hiding from her type deal. 
And you kind of find out that she, in her own right, was a god herself. You don't know which one yet. <laughs> because I, I think they only say her name once, and I can't remember what it is. Faye. Okay. Because I remember him saying it a lot. Like, in, the, in the portal? At, at the beginning of the game. Because <clears throat> then when they're talking about Freya, I was like, Wait, oh, wait, no, it was Faye and Freya, and that's a little close. And that's, yeah. that's why I remember so well. Um, and, but yeah, but like they piece that together, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know who Faye is. I don't know if she is actually a god or somebody they made up or, or anything like that. Cause I'm not that brushed up on Norse mythology. I just think it's kind of cool the little bits that I know. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so like, they uh they do that right they see all of this and as atreus runs off you see a bit of the the tarp that was still covered that didn't come down when he kind of like ripped it down flutter out and it's a scene of kratos and from god of war and then um atreus killing kratos and it kind of falls back down mm-hmm. right uh, and then you ascend the last couple of steps and it literally overlooks this valley of just giant corpses. Mm-hmm. All of the frost giants are dead, like all of them. And so like you spread your mother's ashes and like there, it's kind of a really neat moment. Cause there's a, um, throughout the game, Atreus keeps asking Kratos, can I carry mom? Can I carry mom? Can I carry mom? And then Kratos is like, no, 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 no. And when they go to ascend these like final little steps, he's like, here, you carry her the rest of the way, you know? Oh, thanks, dad. I'm, I'm, we're five steps from the end. Thanks. Yeah, but still. Participation it's, award. It's not that. It, it, it is the, like, I finally trust you. Because you get throughout the, the rest of the game, like, it is a trust thing. Like, I do not trust you with her mm. type deal. And it is that final bit of, like, I trust you, you know? Um, and so, yeah, they get up there and then he's like, well, how do we do this? And he, Kratos is like together and they, they reach in and they spread the ashes and they do a couple of handfuls and everything like that. And then they turn around and head back. And that's basically the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for some end credit stingers as, as we would know them in today's movie terms. Yeah. Um, well, and then the, the, it's basically like it starts snowing. Like that's the only other change is mm. it starts snowing everywhere and you can, you go back to the cabin and you like go to bed and you wake up to this horrendous storm outside and Atreus is like, what's going on? And you're like, grab your bow and you go and you throw open the door and across the valley is a stranger. Mm. And it kind of like zooms past the stranger and turns around. So it's facing the house again and his cloak blows back and you see Mjolnir (laughs) and you're like, Oh yeah, you knew that was going to fucking happen because Mm -hmm. you're fucking stirring up shit. You killed Balder. You killed fucking his nephews. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a nice little Easter egg because as you're ascending the final steps, uh, Atreus asks you like, well, you know, they, the, the mural refers to me or no, it's on your way back. He asks like, why does the mural refer to me as Loki? And she, he's like, oh, cause that's the name your mother wanted to give you. Um, 
So that's the name she must have told her people, you know? Mm -hmm. And he asks, like, why did you name me Atreus? And Kratos goes into this story about how, like, he had a buddy who was named Atreus. And this guy was, like, the happiest guy and everything like that. And I had a lot of respect for him. And he died a warrior. And, you know, he he was good for everybody. And he was was overall a good guy. And that's what I want you to be is a good guy, you know? And it's kind of like, wow, that's that's a little deep for Kratos. Mm-hmm. Like given everything that we know, like they, they, that's a little deep for Kratos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there, there's a couple of little, little, little things in there, but then you get it back and it's like, okay, you can now explore the world again and complete anything that you may have forgotten and collect all the rest of the shit. And like, there are Odin vaults mm-hmm. all over in the Odin vaults are trapped Valkyries. All of the Valkyries. So you go and you find all of the Odin vaults, and then you have to fight all the Valkyries. And with the exception of one, because when you fight the Valkyries, you basically decapitate them and take their helmets. And you return their helmets to the seats in the Valkyrie circle. Did you do any of this? No, not the Valkyrie stuff. Oh. I, did, I did some of that. It's some of the toughest fights in the game. Oh yeah, no, that's one thing I saw was that Valkyries were supposed to be the are supposed to be the toughest enemies in the game. Um, and then so like you return all of the Valkyrie helmets, and by doing so, you can summon the Queen of the Valkyries, and she is the toughest fight in the game. Like you have to be on your fucking ball to yeah. to kill her. That is the fight that like. 20, 30, 40 times. Yeah. Dead, 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 dead. But dead, I'm also sure dead, that you played dead. it on the most hardest difficulty. Even on, the, I, you know, a lot of what I've read, even on like the normal or easiest difficulty, yeah. this bitch is exactly that. Hmm. A bitch. Uh, she, <laughs> she fucks you up, man. It's just so quick. So you kill her and you get like the best armor in mm. the game. You get access to two other realms that you, you actually unlock through the game and you can do it before you in the game yeah uh the fire realm and niflheim niflheim and then there's the uh because niflheim is the one with the gas that's niflheim yeah and, and then, then what's the fire one? it started with an m and i want to say mustafar but i'm dipping my star wars and that's like, that's star wars buddy I, that's what i'm just saying i'm like i want to say mustafar but it started with an m it, it was did. like it was like musta laheim or something laheim <laughs> everything here ends with heim helheim valheim yeah um, uh, one that doesn't is Midgar. Like, so uh, the gas realm, which you just said, but now all I can think of is Mustafar. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Nilfheim. Nilfheim. Like, you go in there, and that's like a, a kind of like a gauntlet. Like, you can, as you're in the gas, it depletes like a, a, like a, a timer bar. Timer bar. And then when that timer bar depletes, it starts depleting your health. But, like, you can so, get things to upgrade. To last to longer, last longer in them, yeah, it's a nice little fun, um, just side side thing, like endurance yeah. area. Well, and you can run one, you can get to a point where you can run through the entire area, and as you're running through it, you get like these. It's it it's that's world's currency, mm-hmm. whatever. I can't remember what they're called. Mist uh, runes or something. Like yeah, that. mists or whatever, and you use Mist that. Echoes to upgrade armor and build armor and and unlock gates and unlock chests and stuff like that and then there is the other realm the fire realm that's more like a gauntlet mm-hmm. like a, like a tournament style gauntlet there are six swords 
um and you access them and then it's basically like okay this one you have to survive wave after wave of enemies this mm -hmm. one you have to stay kill 12 enemies in the circle within this time limit this one you have to do this the, right the second one I, so i did that first one and then the, the second one is you have to kill four enemies but if you if you if you don't kill them all at like um, theoretically the same time they start regenerating and coming back you have a small window to yeah. kill each one of them yeah it's, that yeah. one's tough yeah it's like you got to get them all down real low and then kill them kill, all at kill once. them all at once yeah yeah like, I, I did that one i did like one attempt there are different one. types of enemies too mm -hmm. like one's a light enemy one's a really heavy enemy one's a werewolf one's a like it's four different types of enemies that have different challenges to overcome to drink deplete their health to a certain extent where you're not killing them but you can try to like rally them all together and kill them at once that might be that i wonder if that's a harder level because the level that i did it was those stupid burrow guys it was just four of them oh yeah no that's then it is because once you defeat all six of those yeah okay there's a like a tournament championship where you can get it right and then if you return to that realm after that, you have to defeat three of them mm -hmm. and then you can run a, the mega gauntlet, which Jesus. gives you all of the fire stuff. And the re like to fully upgrade your axe, you need to do this. Yeah. You need to do the mist one to fully upgrade your chaos blades. You need to do the fire ones mm -hmm. and, and shit like that, which is kind of dumb. But to fully upgrade those, you need them um, to fully upgrade some of your other armor. You need some shit from these worlds and everything like that. Yeah. So, there's that there's the valkyries there's the storyboards there's the dragons there's the dragons there's three dragons that you can um like free mm -hmm. and uh there's fucking it tells you the story about the dragons and everything like that so 51 green crows hanging around that you gotta kill yeah you gotta shatter you and shit. suck my dick on that one I, I most I got was 49. Yeah. 49. That noise. Yeah. I got like 13. Yeah. No, they're, they're once you start learning like, oh, this is where they're going to hide them. They're pretty easy to find. Yeah. Because it's always like no matter what world you're in, it's always roughly in kind of like the same types of places. Got it. So you're just like, oh, that looks weird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Shatter. Yeah. You know, and, okay. <clears throat> And it's nice because when you go to your map, it'll actually tell you like, hey, in this world, mm, oh, yeah. there's five of them. Yeah. You have four. Okay. I, I need to go find that missing one. If you try to go back to find them, that's where it gets a little bit hard because then you're running all over the whole fucking map to do it. But I did it because I was trying to get all 51 of them. Mm -hmm. And I got 49 and I was like, the, the part of the map that sucks the worst is the main tier waterway. And it says that I was missing both of them out of there. Mm and that it's it's so hard because that area is just so vast mm -hmm. you know it's the biggest part of the map so like that was kind of like mm, fuck you dude yeah <laughs> uh, but no so there, there's like little collectible it's fun it, it's a fun game like i loved it i i know I know we have varying opinions on it. Like I was way more into the storyline, the father son storyline, like really like, I was like, man, this is, this is good. Cause mm. this is not, I think that was the biggest part of it. This is not Kratos. This is not the fucking fuck whores and hack and slash, you know, fucking right. peasants and shit like that. This is a man who like, though he doesn't care about other people, 
he's not the same. You know, he mm. still doesn't give a fuck about other people. Like he doesn't, and he 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 kind of says that a lot. He one hundred percent has a moment where he's like, "Why are we helping? Why are we helping these people? If you're doing a side mission, he's you're, Atreus is like, "Why are we helping them?" And literally, his response is because we might get something that we can use out of it. Yep. And I was like, "That's why you and I do not connect." Yep. Because that's not the person that I am. I am a person who will help somebody but, because they need help. And that's the funny part, though is because if you actually pay attention to his actions and not his words, they don't match. Mm. He helps Brock and Sindri for no other purpose than to help them sometimes. Like, Brock's got that whole quest chain that he goes on, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about there are specific instances in the game where he does something just to save them. Not that he got anything from yeah, it. No. Not that he was expecting anything well, from it. You fight the dragon to save Sindri. Yep. Right? Yep. But that's it. Like, it wasn't, there was, he didn't expect anything in return. But but Atreus asked him to. He was like, we have to help him. It wasn't Kratos' idea. Well, for that instant. No, you got to look at other moments. There are. There are other moments where Kratos does shit. And Atreus kind of calls him out on one of them. Mm-hmm. And Kratos is just like, shut up. <laughs> like, we don't talk about it, you know? Yeah. Because, like, but it's more as the storyline goes on. It's not in the early or mid parts of the game. It's towards the end where you start seeing some of these things that Kratos is doing. Mm. Where, like, he shows respect to Brock and Sindri, right? Yes. He shows respect to Mimir. He understands Freya's plight. He helps out certain ways where he wouldn't have done so in the beginning of the game, but Atreus changes him as much as he changes Atreus, mm -hmm. right? Like, yes. and that was kind of nice. That was kind of a nice development to see throughout the game. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he's 100% perfect, but <laughs> he definitely, like, in the beginning of the game where he's just literally blowing off Brock, mm -hmm. and Brock's like, well, I can upgrade your axe, and he's like, we'll see, motherfucker, because if you don't, I'm going to kill you with yeah. it. You know, towards the end, it's it's... I got respect for you, you know, mm. and Kratos never showed any of that in any of the pre previous games, like even just that little bit of character development of respect for another, another thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, even just that alone is development. Like, I know it's not huge, but it's, it was significant to me. That's all. Yeah. No. And I 100% understand. I totally get it. Like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to eviscerate this. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't want to, I, I don't want to just trash all over this because yeah. I understand where you're coming from. I get what you're saying and everything like that. Um, well, that was my, like in full disclosure to, to everybody who's listening. I pushed Chris to play this <laughs> game. I really did. Yeah. He, he had zero interest in it. Yeah. And that was because of his previous experiences, which I could totally understand. But I was telling him, like, dude, this is not this is not the same God of War. This is not that fucking just hack and slash and fuck whores. Like, this is a story of a father and a son. Mm -hmm. And to that, that is true. This is a story of a father and a son. This is also a story of what's going on in Greek mythology, too. Or, sorry, Norse mythology as well. But that, to me, that doesn't play as big of a part as the story of the father and the son mm -hmm. that, that is way more prominent in this. 
and I thought he would enjoy that. So I'm just kind of shocked more than anything of like, wow, it, like it, it just didn't hit you the same way it hit me. And yeah, I, I think that's the biggest part of it. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the Norse mythology stuff. I don't I don't feel like Kratos got redeemed between God of War three and this one. So I don't like I'm not. In, oh, I don't think he got redeemed at all. I don't think he is redeemed. So I'm not invested in him yeah. as a character, but the relationship between him and Atreus. I like I see what's going on, but because I don't care about either one of them, really, I don't really care about them mending and helping each other. Okay. But I see it. It's this, it, it, I just am going to verbatim say what I said about Resident Evil Village. Yeah, it didn't get it didn't grab me, but I get it. I yeah. get why you love it. I get why it's got a nine point two out of ten. Yeah. On like fucking everything, everything, everything. I get why people love this game and I'm not saying it's bad and I don't want people to take that away. And taking the story part aside uh, out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. We've already mentioned combat. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Environment. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, the, just the this, open world concept. Yeah. Though it could have been bigger and better. Mm hmm. It was still really good. Right. Like all the other aspects, take story aside, all the other aspects are top tier. Exactly. Or especially for when this game came out. Storyline I can get. And, I, and I'm, it's not that I'm like, oh, fuck, Chris. What? Come on, right. man. <laughs> Seriously, you couldn't get behind this? The love of a father and a son? Like, are you cold? <laughs> no, I get it. I get where you're coming from. It just, it kind of like, oh, I thought this would hit you a little bit harder and maybe redeem the the character in a sense of like okay yeah he's not the he's not the whore fucker that i remember yeah because right? he's not in, in all honesty he's not he's not that guy anymore the game that i want to play is what happened after god of war 3 and the world was falling apart and when he met Faye. that's the story i want that's the story that'll redeem kratos in my eyes because that is what changes him it is and it is and what but and but what we get in this game, we don't get him going from that bloodthirsty monster to a family man. We get I'm not a good father because my son doesn't understand me because I don't want my past affecting him. Yeah. But to if become we, his future. Right. So if we had the story of I don't want to be this bloodthirsty monster, I want to put and the blades knows? away. We might get it. And we might. Maybe like, we might. There, there is another game coming out, God of War Ragnarok, and this does take place a few years later because mm -hmm. um, you can definitely tell from it, Atreus is a lot older. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the things at the end of this game that they talk about is that um, you're going to get three years of like Fulmer winter because Bolt, when Boulder dies, that's the prophecy. That's why it starts snowing. Yeah. And then at the end of that, Thor is going to come and fuck you up, which is ties into Atreus's dream. And that's what I'm thinking is going on with Ragnarok because that's what happens at the end of winter is that yeah. Ragnarok shows up. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm excited for it. It comes out uh November? November 9th? I think. I want to say November 9th, something like that. I can't yeah. remember. So but like I'm I'm excited for it, but I I it. like these games. Um, and, and that's a big thing. I, I want to be clear about that. I'm like, I'm going to buy this game and I'm going to play it. Not oh, just wow. so we can talk about it because I'm curious about where it goes next. Oh, okay. But like, so it did, it did affect a little bit in that then. Like I said, everything, but if it was anybody else, if it wasn't Kratos, anybody else, I probably would have loved this game a heck of a lot more. It would have just been the story of a father and a son. Yeah. None of that excess baggage. And I know that I brought that in there, which is why I'm like, everything else about this game is really great, but I don't love it the way other people do because I got a sour taste in my mouth. Cause I'm, I'm still stuck here. Yeah. And, and I get and it. Fair. And I get I've it. got games like that too. 
right? So, um, yeah, so I think that'll do it for us. It's already been, <laughs> it's about a two hour podcast. Yeah. This is a longer one than we've been doing lately. So, but it's um, a big game, man. Yeah, it's big. And like I said, I thought it was great. If you haven't played it yet, check it out. Absolutely. Um, it may not be for everybody just because of, you know, like how visceral it can be sometimes. Um, so thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget, you can hit us up on Facebook. You can hit us up on Podbean. You can go to our Patreon. Any donation really helps us to keep the light on. And of course, for all of your questions, comments, concerns, or whatever you want to tell us, you can go ahead and email us at no tokens required at hotmail.com. And you can send that into us and we'll happily read those on the air. So thank you all so much for listening. Take care. Have a lovely week. We'll catch you guys next time. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until then, game, game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast that No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from the tokens required.